Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. And just for a moment, I want to come from the theme of born of the spirit. Let us pray. Dear Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. And Father, we ask that you will open our hearts, open our minds to the message that you have for us today. The Lord, I pray that you would speak to me and speak through me. And we pray, Lord, that we would hear your message and not that not only will we be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, what's going on here? given so much happiness to others, you deserve to have your wish come true. Little puppet made of pine, wake. The gift of life is thine. Tonight, Geppetto wished for a real boy. Am I a real boy? No, Pinocchio. To make Geppetto's wish come true will be entirely up to you. Up to me? Prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish, and someday you will be a real boy. A real boy! Hey, good old Pinocchio. See, Geppetto was a good man. Geppetto was without children. So he made a wish. He decided he was going to build a puppet. And he wished and, and, and he would play with the puppet and he would talk to the puppet like it was real. But one night the fairy came. And the fairy came and gave life to Pinocchio. As you see, Pinocchio wakes up. He rubs his eyes, and he looks, he says, he says, I can move. And he covers his mouth, oh, man, I can talk. And Pinocchio looks at the fairy and goes, am I real? The fairy says, well, no, you're not real. You're going to have to prove yourself. You're going to have to show that you're truthful. You're going to have to show that you're brave. And then once you do that, one day you will be a real boy. You see, just because you can move around, 
Just because you can dance, just because you can talk, just because you can preach, just because you can sing in the choir, just because it doesn't mean that you're a real Christian. Jesus goes and he talks to Nicodemus. And they're talking and they're having back and forth. And Nicodemus says, well, well what, what is it? What is it, what is it that, that, that I need to do to know the kingdom of God? You see, today, each of us are in a Pinocchio state. Everyone in this building. Well, Pastor, what are you talking about? Are you saying that we're not saying? Well, no, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that God has brought us here and he's continuing to take us into a mode of sanctification. Each day, God is making us better and better, but we can't think that just because we have the activity of our limbs, just because we're able to do things in the church, that God is with us, that God is blessing us, because the word of God tells us that we have to be born of the spirit, that we have to be seeking after God, that day by day we have to seek him, day by day we have to become more real and real. See, Pinocchio was made of wood. You see, sometimes I think we run across some wooden Christians. You know, you know what? Oh, no, no. We're pointing ourselves. You know, sometimes, you know, I can be a real wooden Christian. You know, some days I wake up, I'm stiff. I don't want to give God any praise. You know, sometimes, you know, my heart is hard. I have a wooden heart. Sometimes I just don't feel like speaking to somebody. First thing they tell you, sometimes they get up some days and your pastor is grumpy. He don't feel like talking to us. You know, sometimes we wake up feeling like Pinocchio. We have a wooden body. We got, and even we show up in church. I've seen some wooden Christians here in church. You know, we're talking about how good God is, and you're sitting there, and you're stuck to your seat. You're a wooden person. You become one wooden with this little pew here. I can't tell where the pew starts and the person begins. But praise God, we've got some wooden Christians in our our church. We got Pinocchios all over the place and we should be working towards becoming a real boy, a real human, a real Christian. Oh, we want to become real. We want to be real. We want to be real. Like I said, just because you can move, I'm going to say it again. Just because you serve in outreach ministry, just because you come here every Wednesday, and serve the homeless just because you tied that 15%. Oh, just because, just because, just because is not going to get you into heaven. If we look in James, the 12th, 12th chapter, 14 through 26, what good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing for their physical needs. In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Oh, it's more than just doing good things. The word of God says that you have to be born of the spirit. And so even though we once were in sin, and God, like the puppets, took the strings of the devil off of us. So we've been free. Because, you know, Pinocchio has strings. But when you became a Christian, 
God pulled those strings away. The problem is, even though we've been released from the strings, we still want to be under the control of the enemy. Oh, we still keep running back. Oh, go, y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, we want to run back to the same stuff like we used to. You know, when I had the strings on, I used to be able to do this. When I had the strings on, I used to be able to say this. When I had the strings on, I used to be able to drink. Well, well, well I'm, I'm going to touch that. But, 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 the, but the idea is that we should be born again. Born again. Let's 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 look in the Word of God and, and see how this unpacks. So last week I gave y'all a ten dollar word. Do y'all remember it? Perusia. We talked about. Y'all remember that? Please not. Yes. Yes. Remember that? Okay. Here's this 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 week's ten dollar ten uh, ten dollar word is anothium. Anothium. It's a Greek word that was used in Scripture. You must be born anothium. Anothium has three meanings. It can either mean again, it can mean anew, or it can mean from heaven. And I'm pointing this out because I re- I'm not trying to have Bible study, but I am trying to have Bible study. When we read the scripture, we say born again. When you hear that, you're thinking just like Nicodemus means I got to start over, right? I got to start over and be born again. That's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying for salvation, you have to be born from above, meaning that where you are right now, you got to make a change. It doesn't mean start over because when we were at the beginning, we were messed up. Why would we want to go back to the beginning where we were messed up and keep going forward. God says where you are, just like Pinocchio. Pinocchio is already wooden. Pinocchio already has life. The fairy says, hey, just as you are now, I'm going to need for you to make a change if you want to be real. Just as you are with your movement and your thinking and your talking. The word of God says, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born of the spirit. You must be born from heaven. You must be born and be willing to make a change in your life. We should be new. There must be a renewal from the inside. And our renewal must connect from heaven. You see, Nicodemus shows up at night. Shows up at night knocking. Jesus, you're home. Who is that? You know who this is. It's Nicodemus. Jesus opened the door. Hey, Nicodemus. Hey, what's what's going on? What's going on, Nick? Well, you know, I need, I need, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this whole sa- salvation thing. And, and they, they have an exchange. They talk and they talk. And, and you see, Nicodemus, and I know you may have heard this before, Nicodemus comes at night because of his position. See, Jesus is a controversial person. He doesn't want people to see that he's at Jesus's house. He doesn't want people to know that he's over there getting advice. He doesn't want people to know that he's that he is gone away from the establishment. Oh, have you done that before? Have you gone off and, you know, maybe you have a Christian friend at work 
and you're scared to talk about Jesus at the cubicle, you say, oh, child, we want to talk. Well, let's, let's wait till we, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that you got to have a prayer service at work, but praise God. The idea is that you sh- we have the religious freedom to say, praise God, bless you, my sister. Praise God, bless you, my brother. We are not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We shall not be ashamed. But Nicodemus goes and talks to Jesus. And see, Nicodemus is a ruler. Word of God says he was a ruler. He was the person in charge. He was the pastor. He was the bishop. He was the person that that sat high. But he still did not know the answer. So we can have renewal. But our renewal must come from a change of our spirit. And then as we get that change, we have to look to Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So the first thing I want to share with you is that as we seek this renewal, as we seek this born againness, first thing that we have to do, we have to be reborn in our relevance. We have to be reborn in our relevance. Verse 3 says, Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council, he came to Jesus that night. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. So he already knew. He he testified that he knew who Jesus was. So that was no question. Because he gave a testimony. Because no one could perform these signs unless they were sent from God. Jesus replies, he says, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again, born from heaven, born of the spirit. See, like I said, see, Nicodemus, he, see, we have to count it. We can't really be too upset with Nicodemus because we tend to do some of the same stuff that Nicodemus does. See, he was in charge. He was part of the ruling party. He was a little up in his years. But he wanted to hold on to the way things used to be. Oh, don't you come up, Jesus, don't you come up here mess, messing my stuff up. You know, I've been having these church meetings for 10 years. This is how we do church meetings. Oh, this is how we do praise and worship. Oh, these are the only songs that we can sing. Oh, this is the time of the play. This is where you do passing of the peace. Oh, this, uh, uh, see, see, that, see, he didn't want Jesus to mess his thing up. So he wants to check out what's going on. He comes at night, not wanting to be seen. The thing was is that Nicodemus did not want to lose his relevance. He felt that if Jesus was going to show up, he was going to lose his power. He felt that if Jesus was going to lose up, he was going to get voted off the building committee board. He felt that he was no longer going to be church council chairperson. He felt that he was no longer going to be a liturgist. He felt that he was no longer going to be minister of music. He felt that if Jesus showed up, Jesus was going to mess everything up. The truth of the matter is that when Jesus shows up, regardless of who you are, God still has a job for you. God is still going to use you in ministry. God is going to do all that he can. If you just believe, if you just, you see, God can take someone that might be working in one. You see, you might be working in one ministry and God, you realize that God has called you from another, called you to another ministry. I share my personal story. When I was over at Westphalia, 
I was playing for the choir on first Sunday. And here's what was going on. I was doing that. I was trying to be church council president. Uh, church council chairperson, and I was going to school, and Dr. Payne, they'll tell you. One day, I had to go out of town to see my sick father, and I had to call Dr. Payne. I'm just tired. There's another young lady. There was another young lady that had just came to Westphalia. Oh, that's just the band on the keyboard. Oh, she was bad, and I was holding up her spot. I didn't know she was available on first. I said, well, is Sis Nikki available on first Sunday? Dr. Payne said, well, yes. And see, she, Dr. Payne was trying to be nice. She, she was trying to grace She didn't want to let, you know, she, she was happy. She, well, I needed to go, and she was trying to be nice in letting me go. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was a place for both of us in ministry. There was a place I had to get out of the way. Yeah, I could do a little bit on the piano. I could do a little bit. But this sister was bad. She's, oh, she tear the keyboard up. And God had put me in a position where I had to say, it's time for you to move on. Because, listen, I have other work for you. God was preparing me to come here. I can't pre- come to prepare for Metropolitan sitting on the keyboard every Sunday trying to learn music. He was trying to get me ready to come here. There might be somewhere that God is sending you and you need to get off the keyboard and let somebody else sit there because he's trying to take you to higher heights and deeper depths. The carrot coffee pots came up about three years ago, four years ago. Everybody getting the carrot. Everybody at my job got a Keurig machine. Oh, da, 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 da. And then I noticed that over in the corner, there was this collection of old coffee pots. Broke down coffee pots. Ain't nobody using them no more. No, you know, and then so one day, also in my office, there's, y'all seen the pictures of my plants. I'm walking around looking for something to water my plants. I'm looking everywhere, trying to find out. And my office mate, Rochelle, she, Ro- Rochelle is my work mother. She brings me wisdom. Uh, that's another time. She said, why don't you just use the coffee pots? Really? <laughs> the coffee pots hold water. So even though that little coffee pot felt like he could no longer be used, the coffee pot felt like, oh, you know, oh, I can no longer be used to hold coffee. I can no longer be used to keep people addicted to coffee. I can no longer be a drug pusher, you see? see but now instead of me being a drug pusher, I can hold water and give life to others. I can be a conduit to give life to these plants. God is not through with you yet. Don't keep trying to be a coffee pot coffee pot drug pusher. Use your, your, your life to be the holder of water, to hold the water of Jesus Christ and go out and tell everybody about the life giving water that is Jesus Christ and share it with everybody you come in contact with. To find eternal life, you have to remember that God is still going to use you in your relevance. You might have to get up from that keyboard. 
You might have to stop pushing that coffee. But God is ready to use you to keep you relevant. Point two is that as we look for eternal life, we have to put on our spirit clothes. Put on our spirit clothes. Verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Verily I say unto you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Jesus says this because he is talking about the reference to baptism, baptism of the water that we have here on earth, and baptism of the Spirit that we receive when we receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying that, that there must be a change, but it must be a spiritual change. We must have a spiritual change. And, and the spiritual change comes from when the influence of God comes in our life and we are changed from the inside out. The influence of God comes on our life and we're changed from the inside out. Romans 12 and 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. Listen, listen, listen. Be transformed. That means that you are going to change. Everyone's seen the Transformers movie. You seen it? Y'all seen it? Okay. Because what, when you look at a Transformer, it, it, it's, 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 it's more, what's this? More than me, the uh, You know, okay, okay. And, and yeah, y'all, y'all like that? Okay. When it means that when you look at what you think is a car, it's actually a robot. Or if you look at what you think is a robot, it's actually a plane. We have challenges sometimes because we don't know what we've transformed into. We don't know whether we want to be a car or a plane or a boat. What has God called you to do? God has trans is taken us through a transformation. God wants to use you. But the question is, what is he transforming you into? He's going to use his spirit to cause the transformation. Just like with Pinocchio. Pinocchio, we know, already know the answer. We know that Pinocchio becomes a boy. But here's the thing. As Pinocchio is walking along, making that change. You see, he runs into some people. Y'all know the story. Because Pinocchio starts telling some lies. <laughs> oh, his nose starts to grow. Okay, his nose starts to go. So he, he starts telling lies and, and, and he finds out that, oh, I can't live like that. See, through our trials and our tribulations, through our testing, through our nose growing, through us getting caught in lies and through us being caught in sin, God transforms us and changes us. See, you're not going to become a better person unless you go through something. You're not going to become a better person unless you go through some sickness, some heartache, some relationship challenges. Because the thing is to know that as you're going through, God's spirit will take you through and transform you into something new. He's going to change you into something. He's going to turn you from a car into a boat if you've been called to the boat ministry. Or maybe he's going to change you from a car into a, into a plane so that you can fly. Obviously, because the word of God says that if you have faith, you shall mount up on the wings as an eagle. Maybe God is calling you to fly high. But you've got to allow him to change who you are and put on your spirit clothes. But a couple times I walked through Macy's and you've done this. You've been shopping. You've been shopping at Macy's 
And you know how it is, women, men, you walk in Macy's and you look, and there's a mannequin there. That mannequin is decked out, ain't it? Got on, nice tie, man. And the salesperson comes up, well, can I help you out? What do we say? I want what the mannequin's got on. Well, why is that? See, the mannequin wasn't just dressed by anybody. The mannequin was dressed by a fashion designer that knows where to put everything, knows what type of jacket to put on, knows what type of colors to coordinate, knows, makes, makes sure that everything is in place. You see, we are just mannequins. We just dummies. That's all we are. But when we allow the fashion designer on high to dress us up, to put on the right tie, to put on the right color, what's going to happen is everybody's going to want to wear what we've got on. Everybody's going to want a little Jesus. Everybody, oh, I, I really like that, that dress you got on, sister. Where'd you get it from? Jesus.com. Oh, my brother, where'd you get? Oh, that's a nice suit. Where'd you get that suit from? That's I got it at HolySpirit.org. Oh, you've got such a loving spirit. Oh, you just love it on people. Where'd you get that? Oh, I got that at Metropolitan United Methodist Church, where we love everybody. Everybody is going to want what you got when you allow the designer on heaven to dress you up, because we're just a bunch of dummies. But we have to allow Jesus to deck us out. Allow him to use us. And so finally, as we look to be born of heaven, as we look to be changed, we just have to look to Jesus. And don't give up your guide on. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Jesus was referring to Numbers 21 in the Old Testament where the Israelites were acting up. Oh, they were acting fool. Oh, they were acting crazy. So God says, you know what? Y'all need to be. You know how your mom used to tell you, oh, when, when, what my mother never used to say when your daddy get home. <laughs> there was no daddy. Look, you got a beating right then. But look, but, but he, 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 he says, I'm sorry, I'm off track. He, he says to the children of Israel, because you are being disobedient, he sends in venomous snakes. And they start biting the Israelites. And they start biting. And people start dying. And people start dying. Just like right now with the coronavirus. We know that their people are dying. And I'm not saying that God sent the coronavirus, but I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. God says that he said to Moses, while the people are being bitten by the snakes, what I need for you to do is I need for you to make an image of a snake. And you lift up the snake and tell the people if they would just look to the snake, that they would be healed. That if they got bitten by the snake, then they would be healed. You heard the song that says, look and live, my brother live. That's what they're referring to. Why am I talking about this? Jesus refers to that to let Nicodemus know. He was trying to give Nicodemus a hint. He was saying, just as the people had to look to the snake, they're going to have to look 
to me if they want to live. So I say today, look to Jesus and don't give up your guide on. Well, pastor, what is a guide on? If you have been a member of the military, the U.S. Army, who the Marine Corps, Air Force, Navy, and Coast Guard. When you go to boot camp, you are taught that when you get in your formation, there's a person that's out in the front that has the guide on. I did not know what it meant until I got to boot camp. That guide on was special. The guide on was in front of the formation. And when you're marching, you're looking ahead. And the person is holding the guide on. And you have to go where the guide on goes. You follow the person, you look at the person in front of you, that's fine. But you better make sure you keep your eye on the guide on. When we're marching in this Christian race, we can march, and it's fine, I'll be behind Brother Spencer. And he'll be behind First Lady. And they'll be behind Brother Brian. And we're marching on. It's okay for me to watch you and watch you, but if I don't keep my eyes on Jesus while we're marching along, I am going to get off track. The ancient use of the guideline was this. We used it in the military, but the, the history goes back to ancient wars. The guideline was carried by those that were on the front line of the battle. Those that were on the front line of the battle were those that were the strongest. Those that were, had the most battle skills. Those that were the superior warriors. And if you, in the middle of the battle, everything's all over the place, and you might get, you might get separated from your group, all you have to do is look, see, where is the guide on? And you got to work your way back. See, in this Christian, Christian battle, you're going to find trials and tribulations. Things are going to come in your life. But all you have to do is look up, pick yourself off the ground, and look, where is the guide on at my life? Where is Jesus? And work your way back to the guide on, and you... We'll be saved. Don't give up on the God on. And so as Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he says that even as the snake was lifted up, then if people look to me, and as Jesus was lifted up on the cross, he sat there between two thieves, he sat there and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And today, if we just remember that Jesus hung on that cross, as he was lifted up, he was lifted up and sacrificed for our sins. He was lifted up and sacrificed so that we would have eternal life. So we know that Pinocchio becomes real. He goes through all his challenges. He goes through all his trials. He, there was even one time where he got, he got turned into a donkey. There was a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on. But, but he meets the challenge, and the fairy turns him into a real boy. The word of God tells us that one day, and I said this last Sunday, one day in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, 
God is going to change our corruption to incorruptible. And the word of God tells us that if there are folks living here, you're going to be caught up in the air. If you've already gone on to heaven, the word of God tells us that your body, a, a, a new body is going to get up out of the grave and you're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling. And at that point, God is going to make you real. And we're looking toward that day. John Wesley taught that in his, that, that as Christians every day, we, that there's the, there is our sanctifying grace that lives us, lives in our lives every day. Because we're all, we're all really, we're all really still wooden. And we're working our way towards being real. But God is working through sanctification. God is making us better every day. Because we're not at perfection yet. We're not at perfection yet, but God is working with us every day to get us to be real, real more and more and more in every day. And none of us are perfect. But God, if we allow his spirit to use us in our lives, if we realize that we are relevant regardless of what we're doing, God can still use us in ministry. And if we just follow the God on as we're marching along, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, Oh, if, if we could just see that cross, uh, we, we know it might, if we, if we just, is that a cross up there? If that's a cross up there, I'm going to keep on marching. I know I'm not closer. If that's a cross over there, I'm going to go this direction. Oh, if there's a cross behind me, I've obviously got mixed up. I need to turn around and go back and go to the cross that's back here. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Jesus says to Nicodemus, if you want to be born anew, if you want to be born of heaven, then there must be a change in your spiritual life. Give God a hand, praise to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.